0: For UT Tyler Radio, I'm Mike Landis. The statistics are scary. One in seven adults going hungry in East Texas, and that's true for one in five children. The East Texas Food Bank serves 26 counties and provided more than 27 million meals in fiscal 2023. The man who led the food bank for more than a dozen years, Dennis Cullinane, retired in July. And the new CEO is our guest today. Welcome, David Emerson. Thank you. Glad to be here. Now, you were CEO of the Midwest Food Bank before coming to East Texas and with a lot of success there, growing the revenue to $25 bucks and more than doubling the number of agency partners to 100. What kinds of goals do you have at the East Texas Food Bank? Certainly, we want to continue to uh, serve our rural communities. Uh,
1: such a great need out in the rural areas of East Texas, and so that's not going to go away anytime soon. We want to address uh, food insecurity as it relates to uh, health initiatives. And so really want to build stronger partnerships with a lot of our health partners in the area uh, to address, you know, especially in the rural areas. I mean, there's just a, a vacuum around health and food plays a big part in that. So really want to grow that, continue to grow with our partners and uh, find more partners that are doing that holistic work, if you will. So it's not just, you know, providing them the food, but providing them the job training they need, uh, the drug addiction tr- Counseling they may need, things like that. So we
0: really want to partner with people that can, you know, uh, serve the whole person. Reaching the most people in the the most effective way. Exactly. Now, many East Texas children who participate in those free and reduced price meal programs during the week face hunger on weekends and holidays when those programs aren't operating. So the East Texas Food Bank created the Backpack Program. Tell us more about that.
1: Yeah, so the Backpack Program is uh, for those children who may be on free or reduced lunches during the week. And so on the weekends, there's a vacuum, right, or during the holiday time periods. They don't have that food available to them. So this provides them uh, some ready-made meals, pop-top meals, fruit juices, shelf-stable milk. And so uh, the teachers or the counselors on the uh, school campuses are doing an assessment on who needs those foods. And so we're able to provide that so they have that food to carry them through the weekend and come back on Monday, and they can get back into the meal program at
0: the school. That program is underway right now, is that? Correct? That is true. Yes, it's, it's underway. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that later on. Uh, some 237,000 meals in 2023, fiscal 2023. That's amazing. Now, with your experience, are there any particular needs that you've identified that will become targeted priorities uh, in the near future? Uh, I mean,
1: we have rapid growth, right? I mean, uh, going on right now, I mean, we're opening a resource center in Longview that will serve the Longview community. Um, out in the off hours if you will so for uh, people to come in the evenings people to come on the weekends that so most of our pantry partners uh, aren't open during those times and so we're trying to fill that gap we've recently opened one in Lufkin we'll be opening one in Tyler here soon and then Texarkana is also in our jurisdiction and so we'll be opening one there uh, sometime next year
0: How difficult is that in terms of of gathering the people together and and the facilities and resources that you'll need locally for each of those? What all is involved in that? Certainly uh, funding. (laughs) Um, Certainly we need the resources to, uh,
1: you know, purchase the facilities or renovate the facilities, hire the staff, things like that, uh, do all the training. And we've had great partners come along and help us in those areas. And so it's really the sustainability Uh, that we'll be looking to address uh, as we serve those communities. Uh, Some of those uh, communities that we're moving into, they're the larger communities in our jurisdiction, uh, and some of them are the highest need. Uh, So Bowie County, for example, in Texarkana, one of our highest need counties and the outlying counties around. And so it's really going to help us be able to serve those areas more. And so so some along those lines, certainly funding volunteers in those communities as well. We always need those there as well as here. We always need volunteers. Volunteers are the lifeblood of what we do. Uh, last year, we had over 30,000 volunteer hours in our Tyler facility. Uh, if I had to pay for that, it would have cost me over a million dollars to pay people, you know, my employees to do that. And so definitely helps us, uh, you know, make the dollar go a lot further.
0: A lot of folks who may be listening to this conversation may have no context for the problems of food insecurity. They've never faced it personally. How do you get past that when you're trying to garner community support for what the East Texas Food Bank does? I mean, it's education, right?
1: Um, I mean, a lot of us, I think the pandemic certainly changed it for a lot of people. So a lot of people now probably understand food security insecurity a little more because the uh, the the lines got really long. And so it wasn't just people who had, you know, it was a lot of people who had never been to a food pantry or to uh, stood in line to get food before were all of a sudden in that need because uh, their jobs had changed, they were laid off, or they couldn't go out to work or whatever the case may be. So we saw, you know, a lot of increase in that. But in that, we also saw people begin to understand that, okay, this can happen to anybody on any given day. Uh, and so while it may have never happened to me or you personally or some of the people listening to it, I think uh, the the knowledge and the, of awareness of everyone uh, certainly became more in light in that. And so, you know, for us, uh, if it's a federal program or something along those lines that we may be, um, like our senior programs, uh, then there's qualifications that people have to meet to be in those. And so, but outside of that, if people are in need of food, uh, then, you know, it's our job just to make sure they have the food available to them and to not necessarily, you know, judge whether they uh, need it or not, right? And so uh, so we just try to provide that food for them and, again, partner with our local partner agencies to, you know, make those definitions on, um, you know, who qualifies and who doesn't. How do you go about garnering the resources for that food? So we purchased some of it. Uh, We certainly have a lot of donated food. Uh, You know, I mean, we are part of Feeding America and they coordinate with a lot of the grocery stores and uh, grocery chains around the country uh, to provide access to uh, food for us. Uh, We certainly have some purchasing programs that are made available to us through some federal dollars and things like that. But then we're also always doing food drives. We always need businesses to do food drives for us or school districts to do food drives for us, things like that, so that we always have, uh, you know, food available to us. Uh, You know, it's the, uh, we're blessed to give a lot of produce out. We have a focus on giving nutritious food. And so, uh, again, is that health as, you know, food as medicine. Uh, And so we have, you know, a team of nutritionists that are going out teaching people about the importance of what they're eating and teaching them how to cook some of the food that they may not ever have an experience having cooked it before or having eaten it before. And so we're really trying to up that educational level. Uh, of what we're providing to the community and so meat uh, protein all those things type of foods we tend to have to buy all of
0: that any final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners
1: yeah no i mean i'm happy to be here i mean i grew up in south arkansas and my wife grew up in north louisiana and so the the tie to being back in east texas is a part of the culture that we we're used to and grew up in and again my passion is around serving the the rural areas having grown up in one and so i've just seen the need and just uh thrilled to be back a part of uh, this community and being able to address that
0: our guest has been the new ceo of the east texas food bank david emerson to hear this conversation again or to share it go to kvut.org there you'll also find a link where you can support the backpack program i'm mike landis for ut tyler radio